0: The mind labels everything and kind of puts everything into boxes and chops everything up into different pieces and then creates a completely imaginary human being which it plonks into the center of it all and then that comes with so many complications and so many issues Um, and that creates all of our problems. You go through life or at least I did for the first you know 33 years of my life thinking that this was it um that this kind of cycle of basically by the end perpetual disappointment almost it, this realization that nothing actually ends up feeling the way that you expect it should or that there, there's never this there's never this sense of having gotten there there's that that next thing that you get that that thing you've been looking forward to for so long never hits in the way that you quite expect. There was a real recognition that I had to be very honest with myself about the fact that when I, when I first heard about spirituality, all I wanted was the spiritual bypass. It turns out you can actually jump in head first and actually like get involved in such a more profound way than you ever would have before. And that for me is the real, that's the real joy of all this. It's this rediscovering of the richness of life. That's the real joy of non-duality, spirituality, whatever you want to call it. That's the that's the true joy of it. It's not detachment, it's using your kind of all of your experiences as a entry point into this as well. It's kind of feeling the richness of it. Really profoundly, you know. Being a child again, being a child with your life, just finding it all totally weird. When you've dropped, when you've really, truly dropped your need to know what's happening and your need to label and identify everything and have a story that you tell everyone about how you know what's going on and how you've got your shit together and how important you are and all this kind of stuff. When you really drop all of that, there's real freedom there, you know just have that sense of oh actually, I don't actually have any idea what's going on here because it is just unfathomably ridiculous in the most wonderful way when you strip everything away you're left with joy and love and wonder total freedom and fulfillment it feels like you're generating joy even though really you're just kind of removing, you're kind of mining or removing the veils or just kind of like brushing away the sand, you know, and there's love and acceptance and freedom and timelessness and joy. These labels that are constantly used to describe this thing that is always here and always present. They are just more labels. And so yeah, it can have as many labels as you like. It's just one thing. In in some ways it's almost more like just everything is okay. It's like I accept absolutely everything that appears here because of course I would, because it's all perfect.
1: You're listening to the Non-Duality Podcast. This is Nick Hyam from thewholenessofexperience.com. Joining me for this episode is Tom Wicks, whose website is theflowofbeing.com. Well, I think Peter Brand says it the best,
0: doesn't he? He's like, the problem is that we think we know what's going on here. And actually we have no idea what's going on here. Well, maybe part of us does, but the the mind labels everything and kind of puts everything into boxes and chops everything up into different pieces and then creates a completely imaginary human being which it plonks into the centre of it all. And then that comes with so many complications and so many issues Um, and that creates all of our problems and being able to see that clearly or even just start to see it clearly you know you don't have to be able to see it completely clearly all of the time but just have that sense of oh actually I don't actually have any idea what's going on here. That's a really nice, a really nice point of view to have because suddenly it may be that actually all those problems you think you have aren't, aren't really problems and actually it's only really the, the calling it a problem that makes it a problem in the first place. For a lot of people, definitely for me, you know, this whole journey was about eradicating suffering and that's probably why a lot of people would be listening to this in the first place is that initial realisation that there's these people talking about this thing And it sounds to me like I don't have to keep banging my head against the brick wall of life until I'm bleeding and very confused and unbelievably kind of sad and and desolate. And where could you ever find true contentment in all of that unless you realize that you're not that? And so the first thing that needs to happen is for you to realize that there's actually something that can be done about it which for me was an absolutely fascinating realization Um, because you go through life or at least I did for the first 33 years of my life thinking that this was it Um, that this kind of cycle of basically by the end perpetual disappointment almost this realization that nothing Actually ends up feeling the way that you expect it should or there, there's never this there's never this sense of having gotten there there's that that next thing that you get that that thing you've been looking forward to for so long never hits in the way that you quite expect you know um and there was a real recognition that I had to be very honest with myself about the fact that when i when I first heard about spirituality, all I wanted was the spiritual bypass. That's all I wanted. That that was the reason I got in. And there's there's no problem with that being your entry point. You know, if you come to it and you're like, all the chips are down and you're absolutely fucked and you're just like, I'm at my lowest ever point, And someone's basically told me that if I do this thing, that everything's going to be okay. That's, that's absolutely fine. But ultimately, it doesn't end up being like that. In fact, it ends up being way more wonderful than that. Because it turns out that you don't have to bypass life. It turns out you can actually jump in head first. And actually like. Get involved in such a more profound way. Than you ever would have before. And that for me is the real. That's the real joy of all this. It's this rediscovering of the richness of life. And that is the wonderful thing. About using your kind of all of your experiences. As a entry point into this as well. But you've seen through the illusion, so you realise there was no problem and so therefore there doesn't need to be a solution, you don't need to solve a non-existent problem, but just intellectually saying, oh yeah, none of this exists, it's fine, I guess there aren't any problems isn't enough, it's nowhere near enough to stop the momentum because there's a a great deal of momentum here in this worldview. there's a lot invested, for a long time, you're still looking at it from the point of view of a person who wants to be somewhere, you know. Yes, I still want to. I want to be a, in a state of perpetual flow and joy and ease and happiness. But that's something that only an individual, a separate being, a would ever, would ever want. Our sense of self is essentially an idea with, a, with, with loads of momentum. And arresting that momentum takes a, a great deal more than just saying, yeah, none of this is real. Absolutely. Actually, everything's fine. That, that kind of surface level understanding doesn't cut it when it comes to actually working out what really is going on here. Um, and imagination is our only problem because without it, we wouldn't have any ultimately which is a pretty fascinating state of affairs, actually, because we're so used to completely orienting towards our imaginary view of the world. So, yeah, that's the, that's the problem, is that we've imagined, we've imagined thousands of problems into existence. And it's like, you know, from my previous worldview, my assumption would have been that if you strip absolutely everything away, then you're left as an in kind of an insane blubbering mess or you're like in the depths of hell or you've just kind of lost everything and and there's nothing worth living here anymore. But actually it turns out to be the exact opposite. When you strip everything away, you're left with joy and love and wonder, total freedom and fulfilment.
1: Yeah. We are ignorant of truth. The word ignorant means overlooking. We are ignoring truth. It's right here. It's obvious. It's in our face, but we're overlooking it and that's okay and this is actually even ignorance even imagination is okay like look life is celebrating its isness its actuality through patterning through through the appearance through imagination through apparent forgetfulness and that's okay actually of course it doesn't always feel okay when there's contraction and all of the things that come from a sense of limitation This is just life exploring its potential, always. If you imagine reality, the totality of reality as this unbounded ocean, most of the time the ocean's focus, because there's no one else to experience the ocean, but the ocean, because that's all there is, the ocean's focus is is most of the time fixated on the surface on the waves, on the ripples and the splashes in their countless formations, all these patternings. But these patternings are not the entirety of the ocean. The ocean's problem, if we could call it a problem really, because as we delve into this we find there is no problem, as you said, but the ocean's problem is that it's become obsessed fascinated with its patternings, with its superficial wave formations. Obsession to the point of identification. Where there's fixation, there is identification. And where there is identification, there is fixation. Those superficial patternings, the waves, they all stem from the bottomless depth of the ocean. They don't arise from any else, there's nowhere else for them to rise from, they all are born, literally born of the ocean held by the ocean held by the ocean unconditionally actually, there's a pattern within the patterning on the surface that wants to get rid of its patterns (laughs) but it's a pattern, it's just a, a wave, one wave looks at another wave and says, if I get rid of you or if I change you then I'll feel better. I'll find freedom, fulfillment, contentment, joy, love, wonder, all of those qualities you spoke about. If I micromanage the waves, then I'll find all the good stuff. The very act of trying to manage the waves in reality solidifies the waves. It concretizes the patterns. Because it sees them as something real to resolve. The other way to approach the superficial appearance is to delve into the waves. On this podcast, we always speak about exploring closely what is. Really get into the heart of experience. What is the heart of experience? What is the truth of experience beyond the outward appearance? The reason we talk about that is because our attention is so often focused on the surface and the surface is basically imaginary. We believe that there are all of these objects in the world that the dictionary names and this goes against empirical observation. In our actual immediate experience, there's only what is and even what isn't really what the mind, what thought says it is. These are all patternings, all of these things are patternings of the ocean. And if we delve into any one of them beyond the words, beyond the language, we don't find those things. So when I delve into a sense of discontent, I don't actually find discontent. I find an isness, I find the truth of the ocean, but I don't ultimately find the outward appearance of the wave called discontent. When I delve into the sense of self, which is just another pattern, I don't find that sense of self. I don't really find an individual called Nick. I do find an isness though. There is an actuality there, appearing as Nick. And so we delve into the waves and we find the truth of the ocean and we can delve into anything. And that's the beauty of this. We don't have to wait for things to appear a certain way. We just delve into the appearances and we find the truth. And as we delve into the ocean deeper and deeper, we find these depths of freedom, the depth of fulfillment, the depth of contentment, the depth of joy, love, wonder. I often refer to these as kind of deeper qualities. And I say deeper qualities because they're not absolute qualities. What is freedom really if there is only freedom? Freedom is contrasted with bondage. So these deeper qualities are impersonal, actually. They're not anyone's experience. They don't belong to anyone. (laughs) And that's why, paradoxically, they are so abundantly bountifully wondrous because they're not anyone's. As, as, as soon as they are claimed well that's where the, the contraction begins, that's where the, the sense of scarcity limitation begins because it's attached to a sense of self. You delve into the ocean you find these impersonal mysterious deeper qualities beyond the labels beyond the ideas the, the constructs, the concepts beyond any sense of limitation
0: yeah because it's really interesting it feels like you're generating joy even though really you're just kind of removing you're kind of mining or removing the veils or just kind of like brushing away the sand you know and there's love and acceptance and freedom and timelessness and joy these labels that are constantly used to describe this thing that is always here and always present they are again as you Absolutely, rightly say they are just more labels, and so yeah, it can have as many labels as you like. It's just one thing. In in some ways, it's almost more like just everything is okay. It's like I accept absolutely everything that appears here, because of course I would, because it's all perfect, and that can be difficult for the, for a human mind to comprehend. But what this is sees no problem in misunderstanding. It's just another label for something far more profound. You know, how can you put a put a word onto this richness of life? But for some of us, there just comes a point where there's a recognition that it's like something's not right here. You know, something this isn't right. I, d- I found almost all activity deeply unsatisfying. Not just a little bit, but like deeply unsatisfying. Partly that was a offshoot of the addiction. There's this, like There's this one substance that's been held up above all the others as like the holy grail of, if you're going to do anything, you're going to do this because everything else is now kind of grey and lifeless. But partly it was, I think it was a kind of burgeoning recognition of the cycle of looking forward to something doing it it being over that constant cycle is is inherently deeply unsatisfying actually and and a lot of people know this at a at a profound level but haven't recognized it for what it is i think it's and and that's the that's like the the siren song, that's the call to spirituality, whatever whatever labels again you want to give it. It's it's like there is there is something else here and that's the real joy of non duality, spirituality, whatever you want to call it. That's the that's the true joy of it. It's not detachment, it's it's kind of feeling the richness of it really profoundly you know being a child again being a child with your life just finding it all totally weird when you've dropped when you've really truly dropped your need to know what's happening and your need to label and identify everything and have a story that you tell everyone about how you know what's going on and how you've got your shit together and how important you are and all this kind of stuff when you really drop all of that there's real freedom there you know because it is just unfathomably ridiculous in the most wonderful way and and then you know and then it all get it all starts to sound a bit complicated particularly when you start to say yes you know it accepts everything so being a depressed alcoholic is absolutely okay for this thing, but that doesn't mean that you should be a depressed alcoholic <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah I'd, I never would have recognized this thing if I was still a depressed alcoholic if I was still a, you know a deeply, deeply kind of what felt like damaged human, you know it, n- it never would have happened not in a million years It's like you don't need to improve yourself in order to unfold in some ways you have to in other ways, you don't it's, it, it, it's all. Kind of yeah, totally paradoxical, but that's that's the kind of joy of it, I think. You have to you have to experience it yourself, you know.
1: Yeah. It's all welcome. What this is sees no problem with anything. Anything can be a doorway. Every doorway is a doorway into truth. It's a doorway into the reality of life. Sometimes we just see the surface the surface of the doorway we just sort of see it see it as what it seems to be rather than a portal like a headache doesn't necessarily seem like a good doorway but it actually is we just say well, a headache is something there to be removed from my experience it's something to be fixed or, or solved or maybe I can bypass it through some spiritual gymnastic technique But the fact is, it's here, it's included in the ocean, it's, like you said, it is part of the richness of life, just as much as anything else is, just as much as the most blissful sensation is. It sees everything as okay. And why? Simply because there's only that. So a headache is that. An emotional pain is that. And that's why that reality has no problem with its manifestations because there's only its manifestations. There's not some other substance here. There's not some non reality here. There's only reality showing itself to itself. It's like a child. You know, children are so inquisitive and wide open, they're so thirsty for exploration and for testing things out and then things get very serious and and boring and and problematic when we lose that playfulness and that wonder. But really, life never loses that playful exploration. It's doing it now. So children play make-believe. They dress up. They go on adventures. They travel the world, just moving the furniture around in the living room, and that's kind of what's happening all the time. On a, you can't even quantify the scale, because you can't quantify life. But on, a, I was going to say, on a grander scale, an infinite scale. There's only the living room. There's only the space, the one space of reality, and the adult, in its seriousness, is going on these adventures or misadventures, but it's just moving around the furniture in the living room. And it seems so real, but it's all make-believe. It's all imagination. But it's not a problem if it's make-believe, if it's imaginary, if it's playful, if it's just life exploring its infinite potential. It's not a problem. It's all included. It wants it all. I mean, the word want is not quite right there, because want implies... Desire, and desire implies deficiency, lack. There are no words, really, that point to what's going on here. Here this is provisional language. It's kind of like life wants it all. It wants the headache, it wants the fear, it wants the sense of separation and lack, all of it. Because look, this is what's showing up. So this moment and how it's appearing is showing up this way, and it's all included. Every single piece of this present presentation of the totality is included. You don't have to include it. And and that's the thing. The word acceptance is not quite right, but it, it, it's a good pointer. So it's not like you, a separate thing, separate individual, have to try to accept your experience. It's more like life can explore its existing acceptance so another way to say that is we don't need to accept we don't need to include just see that it's all included and it's therefore all accepted by what we are oh this too this too this too when you realize it doesn't have to go away you don't have to bypass it then it takes on a new appearance like it softens it 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 becomes very fluid you like neo in the matrix and you're starting to see the code the light it's still appearing as the matrix but you you know the truth of it does it mean you can start flying like neo in in matrix 2 i think yeah number two maybe the end of two no you don't necessarily start flying you don't become a superhero with a cape necessarily you wake up to truth and this is what This is what this is all about, it's about truth. It's not about improving your life per se, it's more about waking up to truth. And there are byproducts of that, there are byproducts of delving into the ocean, byproducts like freedom, fulfillment, contentment, joy, love, wonder. The utter richness of life,